our greatest weapon of all. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started talking. Pain isn't something we thought. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. They pray for freedom and justice. Some veterans are not getting the timely care that they need. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks You don't look satisfied. Let's discuss. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Red to Red Podcast, a uh, new episode. Uh, today we are talking about migraines and headaches. Uh, and as an optional, as a reminder, Vet to Vet uh, is a non-profit educational project dedicated to assist veterans with adjustment to civilian lifestyle and to provide assistance uh, in obtaining your VA and other available benefits that you have earned. So VA uh, recognizes migraines as a service-connected disability so long as the veteran can prove connection with military service. In uh, other words, if the veteran can prove that the migraines begin in service and it's uh, service-connected, uh, and uh, another way to prove it would be a secondary service connection. If uh, the migraines relate, uh, if migraine uh, relates to other service-connected conditions, then uh, you may obtain service connection disability for this condition as well. So migraines can be deliberating, affecting your ability to work or compete, uh, complete uh, daily tasks. And if you're a veteran um, whose migraines resulted from your time in service, you may be eligible for VA disability benefits. So, and also, you know, the same topic if you want to check uh, season two, episode four, uh, episode on traumatic brain injury, TBI, or season four, episode 14 on vertigo and dizziness. So it's in continuation on those two. <coughs> so let's go into, into the topic. So one of the most debilitating medical conditions of our modern age is the migraine headaches. From a medical standpoint, migraines are described as a moderate to severe head, headache pain that can last a few hours to a few days accompanied by physi physiological symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, and sensitivity to light and sound. Functionally, migraines can be crippling and completely debilitating. Often people who suffer from migraine headaches must lie down in a dark, quiet room from the duration of the attack and are unable to work or tend to the needs of their families. The veteran population is no stranger to migraine headaches either. In fact, a recent study found that 36% of veterans who had completed a 12-month deployment to Iraq were either diagnosed with or exhibited symptoms of migraines. Notice that the study only discussed deployment to Iraq. One can imagine those statistics if, true, if it's true for Iraq deployments must also hold true for military service and deployments to other areas as well. The Migraine Research Foundation provides surprising statistics on the uh, prevalence and implications of migraine headaches in the United States and worldwide. Nearly one in four households include someone with migraines. 12% of the population, including children, suffer from migraines. 
18% of American women, 6% of men, and 10% of children experience migraines. 85% of chronic migraine sufferers are women. Migraine is most common between the ages of 18 and 44. More than, 44, more than 4 million adults experience chronic daily migraines with at least 15 migraines uh, days per month. The vast majority of migraine sufferers do not seek medical care for their pain. Only 4% of migraine sufferers who seek medical care consult a headache and pain specialist. Yeah, the, the symptoms of migraines can vary greatly. Migraines uh, typically occur in several phases, up to four in many people, and can last from hours to days. They can pose pain so severe, they can cause pain so severe that uh, it can render a person completely incapacitated. And some people have uh, warning signs prior to migraine to a migraine to happen. Prodome, the first phase can start several days before the actual headache starts. These symptoms include mood changes, constipation, food cravings, frequent yawning, increased thirst and urination, and or neck stiffness. Aurora is the second phase of the migraine that can include flashes of light, blinding spots, or other visual disturbances. Migraine, the third phase is the actual migraine itself and has a specific symptom that other headaches do not have. A migraine can last up, upwards to 72 hours and can have such symptoms as pain only on one side of the head, throbbing or pulsating pain, nausea or vomiting, sensitivity to light, sound, smells, blurred vision, and even fainting uh, spells. Postdrome, the fourth phase, is the last phase of the migraine and the sufferer can experience such symptoms as feeling drained and washed out or elated, confused, uh, moodiness, dizzy, or continued sensitivity to light or sound. Yeah, there are different migraines, uh, like generally they are classified into two categories, like primary and secondary. So for the primary, it's uh, if you have tension, uh, like migraine or like cluster pain. And for secondary, uh, it's uh, either you overuse your medication, you have a TBI injury, or you might have uh, like uh, some kind of infections or metabolic disorders going on in your body. And uh, definitely it can affect, you know, different parts of your head, uh, like a sinus, uh, part, uh, tension in the uh, front of the head, um, migraine uh, that might, uh, um, you might find it on the left or right side of the body, or like a cluster pain would be uh, common in the area of your eyes. So how does the VA rate migraines? Veterans suffering from migraines may experience uh, the ailment due to an in-service incident. In this case, you may be eligible for VA compensation for your migraines. By proving service connection and gathering enough medical evidence, former service members can take steps to obtain veteran benefits. In spite of its actual, actually uh, dis disabling effects, in spite of its acu acutely disabling effects, migraines take up a very small section in the VA diagnostic code for rating and have a maximum schedule of rating of 50%. VA ratings for migraines are principally rated according to the frequency in the, of the migraine attacks. So 
The ratings according to the Department of Veterans Affairs are as follows. 0% with less frequent attacks, 10% with characteristic prostating attacks averaging one in two months or over the last, oh, 10% with characteristic prostating attacks averaging one in two months over the last several months. 30% with characteristic prostating attacks occurring on an average once a month over the last several months. And 50% with very frequent, completely prostating and prolonged attacks, productive of severe economic and adaptability. So that's when you have to lay down and you're missing work or missing school, things like that. The VA uses diagnostic code 8100-8100 to rate headaches, including migraine headaches. While the rating code itself is vague, the VA Internal Adjudication Manual, the M21-1, provides clarification for these terms for the decision makers. Prostating is causing extreme exhaustion, powerlessness, debilitating, or incapacitation with substantially inability to engage in order, ordinary activities. Completely prostating means extreme exhaustion or powerlessness with essentially total inability to, to to engage in ordinary activities. Severe economic inadaptability denotes a degree of substantial work impairment. It does not mean the individual is incapable of any substantial gainful employment. Evidence of work impairment includes but is not necessarily limited to the use of sick leave or unpaid absence. Very frequent duration is a duration of characteristic of prostating attacks on average are less than one a month apart over the last several months. Less frequent duration of characteristics of prostating attacks on average are more than two months apart over the last several months. So the magic words for increased rating therefore would appear to be the prostating. We find that this is the exactly the case for VA disability claims relating to migraines and it is key to obtaining VA benefits. The disability benefits questionnaire for headaches which the compensation and pension examiners use to conduct their exams includes a whole section on prostating attacks. The questionnaire prompts the examiner to ask the veteran if the migraine attacks occur less than once every two months, once in two months, once every month, or more frequently than once a month. Very frequent prostating and prolonged attacks of migraine headache pain. While a 50% schedule rating is the highest rating most veterans will receive from migraines, it is possible to receive extra schedule individual unemployability yeah so now we're going to talk about the breakdown of the 30 percent for migraine headaches uh, rating criteria so in order to prove your service-connected condition warrants a 30 percent disability rating for migraine headaches you must understand all aspects of the rating criteria specifically the 30 percent disability rating for migraine headaches can be broken down into three main components one the characteristic two prostating and three average of once a month over the last several months. In this case, characteristics essentially means typical. A veteran migraine headache must involve typical prostating attacks. In other words, a veteran's migraine headache are represented by these prostating attacks and without which the veteran would not have a migraine disorder. As mentioned above, prostating means that the veteran's migraine headaches are so debilitating that they require a long period of rest. Finally, the 30% migraine rating criteria states that a veteran's migraine headaches must occur on average of once a month over the last several months. Here, the period of time the VA uses to make this determination can affect whether the veteran qualifies for 10 or 30% rating. 
For example, a veteran had the following number of headaches over the past few months. Two in April, none in May, one in June, one in July. In this case, the veteran averages at least one per month, which would warrant a 30% rating. However, if the VA looked at the three of those months, then the veteran fall short of the once per month average. As a result, they would only qualify for the 10% rating. This is something to be mindful when experiencing the frequency of your migraine headaches. This is something to be mindful when explaining the frequency of your migraine headaches to the VA. Importantly, the 30% rating criteria does not require that the migraine headaches have to last a certain length of time. At the 50% level, VA requires migraine headaches to be prolonged. Since prolonged is not included in the 30% rating criteria, it is presumed that the veteran's migraine headaches can be shorter in duration. Yeah, to help yourself out uh, with uh, uh, proving to VA uh, what, uh, how long and uh, how many uh, migraines or headaches uh, you have, it's a good idea to have a journal saying that on this day, from this time to that time, I had a headache uh, at this part of the head. Uh, and uh, what kind of medicine, if you have any, you know, prescription medicine uh, uh, to treat that condition you would be using. And uh, more, uh, more of those uh, journal entries you would have, is it going to be for a doctor to uh, give you a proper treatment? And as well, you would be able to prove your uh, condition. So, breakdown of the 50% migraine headaches uh, rating criteria. In order to prove your service-connected migraine headaches warrants the highest disability rating of 50%, you must understand all aspects of the rating criteria. Specifically, the 50% disability rating can be broken down into four main terms. Very frequent, completely prostating, prolonged, and productive of severe economic inadaptability. In regards to very frequent, the VA will likely require your migraine headaches to occur on average more than once a month. For example, a veteran experienced migraines two or three times per month would likely meet the very frequent standard. As mentioned above, prostating refers to an individual lying down as a result of his or her migraine headache. Therefore, completely prostating at the 50% level likely means that you're entirely bedridden for a period of time when experiencing a migraine headache. Veterans who are unable to sit or stand during the migraine attack would likely satisfy this aspect of the disability rating. The term prolonged deals with the length of the migraine headache itself or how long it lasts. VEI does not outline a specific requirement, but veterans must at least show that they are affected for a significant amount of time. Finally, severe economic inadaptability essentially means that your migraine headaches affect your ability to work, often requiring you to be absent several days of the month. So make sure you definitely journal what's going on with you because it's the best way to try to remember how it's really affecting you. Yeah, so how do I get a proper rating for on my migraines, on my disability claim? For a veteran to make a properly for, the, for a veteran to make VA properly rate her for migraines, she must show the headaches are actually migraines. The best evidence is medical records showing a qualified medical person diagnosing migraines. For example, a diagnosis from a neurologist, migraine specialist, uh, optometrist, or even a primary care physician. The nuance, however, for an acute 
The nuance, however, for an accurate rating, the veteran must have more than just a diagnosis. The veteran must show evidence of the severity and frequency of the migraines. Helpful evidence would be medical records, headache diaries kept by the veteran, statements from loved ones, employment records showing uh, absenteeism. A compensation and pension exam is another important element of service connection and disability claims. With the fate of your migraine percentage rating essentially on the hands of the CMP examiners, there are a few things you can do to boost your case for an increased rating. Number one, of course, is complain and build your records up. They won't take your word as much as they will take your medical records. As with most other medical conditions, documentation is key for your VA claim for an increased rating. Tell your doctor about your migraine headaches even if you do not take prescription medication for them. Let them know your symptomology, limitations, frequency of headaches, and precautions you must take during migraine attacks. That way, even if the CMP examiner does not accurately represent the severity of your migraine headaches, the medical record will support the criteria for a higher rating. The major thing when it comes to recording how you're being affected by your headaches is because a lot of vets will try to downplay their symptoms, so don't downplay your symptoms. The best way of not doing that is by writing a journal about how it's affecting you. So this goes hand in hand with the first point. A good rule of thumb, especially for the CNP exams, is to describe the symptoms of your most severe migraine attacks. The headaches might not always be that severe, but the point is for the VA to compensate you for the functionality that you lose due to your service-connected conditions. However, this is not to say that you should exaggerate your symptoms, as this could cause problems later on. So if you want the VA to be accurate, then you want to be accurate too. You could definitely write your own statement, so you are your best historian. You know your migraine condition better than anyone else, so write about it. As with the first point, describe your symptomology, limitations, frequency of headache, and uh, precautions you must take during migraine attacks. Statement from family members, friends, or coworkers who witness you during migraine attacks are also very beneficial. Statements are a strong piece of evidence, especially if you do not see your doctor very often. It's always better to have medical records, but support letters do help. Yeah, sometimes you just have a option to go to a doctor, yeah. like if you're just getting into VA. So um, now we're going to talk about the list of VA secondary conditions uh, due to migraines. So headaches are often granted secondary service connection because the disability is shown to be proximally due to the result of an aggra- or aggravated by another service-connected disability. The frequency and severity of headache conditions typically increases with the severity of the other service-connected disabilities. For example, veterans with more severe PTSD symptoms are more likely to have severe headaches and migraine symptoms suggesting correlation between the two. There are many possible links for veterans to establish secondary service connection for migraines, including, but not limited to, secondary to tinnitus ringing in the ears. Research suggests that there is a connection between headaches and tinnitus, and the symptoms go hand-in-hand with many types of headaches, including migraines and hypertension. Recent results show 27% of tinnitus sufferers also suffer from headaches. Thus, there is a clear medical etiology to suggest that migraines and many types of headaches can be proximally due to or aggravated by tinnitus or ringing in the ears. 
Another one is secondary to TBI or traumatic brain injuries. There are several research studies linking traumatic brain injury to migraines as well as post-traumatic headaches. A 2012 study of soldiers returning from combat found that chronic daily headaches was considerably more common than what was expected. For example, one study concluded that 29% of soldiers who deployed and suffered from mild TBI also had migraines. Uh, secondary to TMJ, the, the jaw popping on the sides right here, or grinding your teeth and clenching. Research has shown that people who grind or clench their teeth are more likely to have migraines than those who don't. Thus, there is a medical link between migraines and TMJ or TMD. A similar body of research suggests that the, the a similar body of research suggests that the trigeminal nerve plays an important role in the start of a migraine attack. The trigeminal nerve stand, uh, sends signals to the blood vessels and lining of the brain, leading to cortical sp spreading depression and release of chemicals that result in the pain and throbbing of a migraine headache. Further, neck and jaw problems are common causes of migraine headaches. Secondary to PTSD. Research suggests a connection between migraines and PTSD, especially in military veterans. When it comes to headaches, patients with migraines or tension headaches report a high rate of exposure to traumatic events. In addition, about 17% have symptoms consistent with PTSD diagnosis. PTSD can significantly interfere with many aspects of veterans' life, including work, life, and social functioning. This fact likely causes more stress, which increases the likelihood of headaches. Yeah, in, um, in one of the BVA case decisions from 2015 uh, that granted secondary service connection for migraine headaches, uh, secondary to PTSD, uh, um, the, the VA CNP examiner concluded that it was likely than not that the veteran's headaches are approximately due to or aggravated by his PTSD. However, the veteran had two positive medical nexus uh, opinions from private providers that it was more likely than not that the headaches were a result of the PTSD. Thus, in the view of the totality of the evidence, the board uh, found that the evidence is at least in uh, uh, equipoise as to whatever, to whether the veteran's current headaches are approximately due to his PTSD. So accordingly, entitlements to service connection for headaches as due to service-connected PTSD uh, was granted. So just by mere fact that he had a uh, a uh, couple statements from his uh, from private doctors helped him with his case. Yeah, build your records. Uh, another one is secondary to depression. There is a growing body of evidence that suggests a link between migraines, headaches, and depression, although it's not entirely clear as of 2019. The most likely link to help a veteran connect migraines secondary to depression is through an interim link, meaning migraines that are approximately due to or aggravated by service-connected depression, specifically the side effects of medications a veteran is taking to manage symptoms of depression. A lot of the medications for mental health definitely have side effects, so look and see if headaches are one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, migraines second to anxiety. Research has suggested that a common link exists between anxiety disorder and migraines. Migraines and chronic daily headaches are common in people who suffer from anxiety disorders 
especially in veterans who are already service-connected for a mental health condition, such as PTSD, depression, and anxiety. Many studies have found that people with generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorders experience migraines or other types of headaches at much higher rate than those without mental health condition. Again, in our experience, the best way to service connect migraines secondary to anxiety is through the interim uh, medical side effects link listed above. Migraines secondary to somatic symptom disorder. There is a strong link between migraines and somatic symptom disorder. The one study concluded associated somatic symptoms are more common in patients with migraines with more frequent severe headaches and with associated anxiety or depression. Headache disorders may be characterized as showing increasing somatic prevalence as headaches become more frequent. So look into that one because that's kind of rare for vets to look into. Migraines uh, secondary to sinuses. A growing body of research links migraines to sinus conditions such as uh, sinusitis. In the recent American Migraine Study, 40 to 70% of respondents with migraine headaches had comorbid allergies, meaning they occurred together. Research studies show how common sinus symptoms occur with migraines. Specifically in one such study, 45% of patients with migraines had symptoms of uh, sinusitis, such as head and nose pressure pain, nasal congestion, and runny nose. Migraine secondary <coughs> Migraines secondary to rhinus. Uh, research studies have concluded that people with rhinus are more often than 10 times more likely to have migraines. Thus, there is a very strong link associated with migraines secondary to rhinus, and some studies have shown that up to 90% of sinus headaches are actually migraines. Migraines secondary to, service, uh, migraines secondary to cervical strain or your neck condition. Another one, a migraine secondary is uh, secondary to cervical strain or neck condition. The most common symptoms of uh, cervical disorders such as cervical strain is uh, subcipital uh, cervicogenic headache and ongoing or motion-induced neck pain. Thus, there is a medical nexus link connecting migraine secondary to cervical strain. Um. Mm, thank you. Uh, <laughs> migraine secondary to sleep apnea. Headaches have been medically linked to patients who suffer from moderate to severe sleep apnea, especially when oxygen levels drop to due, due to intermediate breathing from obstructive sleep apnea. Sleep apnea causes air to be trapped in the lungs and the deoxygenated air is the waste product carbon dioxide. This lack of oxygen in the bloodstream along with carbon dioxide negatively affects the brain and leads to headaches which can also be migraines. Migraines secondary to radiculopathy. Medical research shows a strong correlation between migraines and radiculopathy, especially w when the upper nerve roots are involved. Patients have reported this pinched nerve in the neck leads to more serious headaches such as migraines. It should be noted, however, that headaches caused by lower nerves in the neck are more common than the upper nerves related to headaches. Migraines secondary to asthma. There is a strong correlation between migraines and asthma. One research study reported that people with migraines are two to three times more likely to ha have or develop asthma. Yeah, and uh, the last one's uh, the last one is migraines secondary to medication side effects. So, literally thousands of uh, over-the-counter medications as prescription medications, especially uh, selective uh, 
certain uh, reuptake inhibitors, SSRI, commonly known, can cause or make migraines and headaches in general worse. So if you're a veteran who takes medications to help manage the daily chronic pain or mental health conditions you suffer from due to service, and you have uh, and now you have headaches, you can likely get service connected for the migraine secondary to the side effects of the medications. So that's, uh, there are a lot of uh, secondary conditions that uh, can be, uh, um, can cause uh, migraines. So uh, assess your own situation and then press on those that actually uh, causing your headaches or migraines. Mm. And uh, as always, do you have any book or movie you would like to recommend? Yeah. So there's a pretty cool book called uh, Predictably Irrational by Dan Arley. Pretty neat, just random like statistics on how we go about our days that you don't really realize. And a quote or words of wisdom of the day. A uh, quote comes from John Cena, who plays Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad new movie that just came out. And it was just kind of funny. But uh, what he says is, I cherish peace with all of my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I kill to get it. So watch that movie and smile. Yeah, so that's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Until next time, over and out. Thank you. Thank you.